This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. On this week's episode of Shrink Chicks, we have one of my favorite people. (laughs) And it's so funny because... This show, I feel like, is such a mixture of, like, professionals and famous authors and then just, like, people we think are fucking awesome. Wow. Right? That that do not get maybe the airtime. But what we love is real stories, real lived experiences. Because, honestly, that matters often way fucking more than what you read in a textbook. So here today is my very dear friend, Tara. I will say Tara saved my eyebrows about seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> When she first started doing my eyebrows, we from then became good friends, but you have a really interesting story that's happened. So Tara, thank you for coming to the show, babes. Wow. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm like, can I put you in my pocket, be my hype girl or something? Yes. That would be like, that would probably be Jen and I's like ultimate dream job is to just be like hype all the time. hundred percent. Well, people, and people are always like, can you just like be in my ear? Like while I'm having this conversation with someone and I'm like, hundred percent. Yeah. Just do like little recordings, little recordings that we can like play for ourselves when we're like, yeah, we can, you know, yeah. Like those like mantras, except ours are just going to be like, our voices are not going to be the same. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like mantras are like soothing. Like you can do it. Mine would be like, you fucking got this. You're a badass bitch. (laughs) Yes. I need that. Thank you. That's what actually, 
<laughs> tell your tell your guide to like or whoever edits this we just okay so brandon clip. when you edit this if you yeah. could just pull that clip right yeah. there and we're just gonna put that out on social media for everyone yeah. to have yeah. <laughs> but Sarah, Tara, you're here today where everyone's recording from home. It is a very snowy day in Pennsylvania. Um, so we're getting comfy cozy here to have just a really interesting conversation about what it is like to own your own business, be an entrepreneur, and then get a diagnosis that changes your entire fucking life. Yeah. So Tara, tell us a little bit about what, like for like, for starters, like, let's go back. Like what's like the past like six years of your life been like, and then like, let's just talk about this year. Oh, um, how long is this episode? No. <laughs> as long as you want. <laughs> um, I, um, at, I guess it was 22 years old. I don't know. I, I started, I fell into eyebrows randomly. I'm originally from Lancaster. I moved out to Westchester because, um, at, I think it was 19, I got a gig with QVC doing the hair and makeup for the show. And I was like, let's do this, like, you know, and, and decided finally to move out here to dedicate myself more to that. And in, in the midst of all of that was looking for a part-time job because it was very seasonal in the sense of like, you know, sometimes your, your shifts were heavier versus, you know, being lighter. So I knew I needed another job. So I think like looking back and when I tell my story, I think about it and I'm like, oh, this is when I should have known that I had this business mentality. It was, you know, to be 19, 20 years old and say, I need to get another job to benefit this job. So we had to provide our own makeup. So I was like, oh, I'll go to Alta. You know, when I walked in there, they saw I had my license. So they were like, you know, we just lost our brow girl. Do you want to do eyebrows? And I was like, no, not really. I just, you know, want, you know, that discount on the makeup. So, <laughs> so um, they eventually talked me into it. They're like, you know, it pays more, you get tips. And I'm like, great, I'll try it um, had someone there who was very, um, she helped me a lot in the sense of like being too honest sometimes like, Hey, you know, this is what you did wrong. This is what you did. Right. So, um, she helped me grow my clientele really quickly. Um, and from there, unfortunately had to leave fast forward working at a salon in, in, uh, Westchester. And once again, started to realize like, okay, wait, if I'm fixing or catching mistakes that my boss is making, like how hard can this really be? Um, so eventually um, pop went back to my house. You know, once I left Alta, people started, I guess like Instagram and stuff started getting really like, I don't know, popular, I guess. Um, and people are reaching out like, hey, where'd you go? Can we come to your house? And I'm like, what? Oh, you like me? Okay, yeah, sure. So um prior to opening up the brow bar I was doing brows out of my house which is when I met Emily <laughs> and um um we were getting you what ready for your wedding yes right yes that's so well, weird you know, and now was, you have like there, a child there was a very long recovery time if you grew up in the 90s there was a lot of work you had to do after the early 2000s where we did a lot of damage to our brows so <laughs> for many of us it has taken us you know five to ten years I to know. fix our teenage mistakes but yeah but it's an interesting thing about it, is that like some of us are seriously born with an entrepreneurial business-minded spirits right that like yeah. it's what I wanted to do I don't always work well with others I think as women we're sometimes embarrassed to admit that like I don't do well with like being like someone else being my boss but like yeah. I think it's the truth for a ton of us and that doesn't oh, make yeah. you a fucking <laughs> bitch that makes you like very independent and self-sufficient Jen and I well, also didn't work well for others yes <laughs> well I also think it's just it's it's about knowing yourself right like if you're in that environment and you're recognizing that 
that doesn't feel like a good fit for you. It's draining you, you know, that when you know yourself and you're able to say, okay, like it might be, it might be a better fit for me to work for myself. And it sounds like we, we all kind of have that. Yeah, no, for real. And, and I think that sometimes, I think sometimes people are too scared to like step out and just be like, you know, pull the trigger. And, and I, my dad was very adamant, um, sob story let's go into no my parents were um got divorced when I was in sixth grade and my dad was very adamant to make sure to know that like you are never going to rely on a man you are going to be self-sufficient if you're ever in a situation that or a relationship for that matter that you know you are stuck in because you can't financially get out like that's never going to be the case for you and so I think that he was a little harder on me in the sense of like you're gonna know how to change your tire you're gonna know how to do these things you're gonna be self-sufficient and so that was um always in the back of my mind as well so you know he was kind of the person that pushed me over the edge I called him um when working out of my house and I was like listen dad like you know I left that salon with maybe 40 clients and I'm like you know I'm gonna get in trouble people people are texting me being like hey you know my friend referred me and I'm gonna come to your house and I'm I'm letting strangers just walk into my house and I'm like dad (laughs) it's gonna take it's gonna take like secret state boards to you know be like hey I need an appointment and come in and be like um can I have your license like this is illegal so I said dad I, you know I really think I can do this I think I should open up something he's like you really really like um you know I'm like I ran numbers I I'm looking at places I, I think I can do this and finally after the third place we found where the location of the brow bar is now and um I ended up we uh flipped it in probably like three months or so and I went from in like a six month period to you know 30 40 clients to I was doing like 260 clients out of my home and I was like yeah I I think I can do this like let's do it so we did and I opened um in October of 2016 and it was just me and I had like a freaking six week wait and I'm like oh god I need like more people and so that is that story (laughs) Okay, so, and then it's going great, right? So it's like this, you know, you work your fucking ass off. It's great. And then 2020 hits. (laughs) The year we'll never forget. (laughs) My God damn. So Uh, 2020, working on people's faces, right? So Jen and I were lucky enough to have careers that could easily be virtual. You can't really do virtual brows. No, you cannot. It'd be great if you could. You cannot. I know. I thought about that. I thought about that. I'm like, I wish I could make like, you know how they make like filters on Instagram and stuff. Like I wish you could make a filter that gives like, you know, takes measurements of your face, gives you the perfect brow. And you're like, "Mm, okay, so this is what it needs to look like. Cause sometimes Mm -hmm. people are like, they need to be where, and I'm like, sis, what have you done? (laughs) Or like a robot. Like if you could like control like robot hands. Yeah. I think Aaron on this like oh yes somehow control like robot hands through a computer like i'm sitting here with like with like gloves on doing yes oh yeah wow 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 guys entrepreneurial over here we are here we are making moves (laughs) no one steal our idea so this is happening but then you also started experiencing these medical symptoms yeah earlier on right so like let's talk a little bit about medical stuff for you okay so i guess then um we so it was just so funny because coronavirus hit and and you know people are coming in they're like yeah oh god you hear what's going on in china and this and that they're like this isn't gonna happen here and i'm like (laughs) you you do realize like we're humans they're humans people travel like this shit's gonna 
it's gonna yeah. spread. Like we are no better than them no. and it's coming for us very yes. quickly. So um, I guess it was, uh, I decided actually before they announced the shutdown, I was like, you know, we're in people's faces. I don't feel comfortable. I'm gonna take a stand as, as a salon and be like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be three inches from someone's face knowing that we have no idea what's going on. So it was uh, March 14th, I decided to make the call that we were gonna close and, and, and I posted and I'm like, yeah, we're gonna close for two weeks. Like, <laughs> no big deal guys. I'm just like, really gotta, you know, let's just do this two weeks, which is so funny. Cause now you look and you're like, oh, we're still saying the two week thing, but it's like, <laughs> like this never has gotten better. <laughs> Um, so yeah, March 14th, uh, and then we were closed for 104 days, um, opened up June 26th then, but during this time, uh, I guess, so I was diagnosed, uh, May of 2020 with multiple sclerosis and, um, the number one thing I guess that causes attacks is stress. So between, um, which is great for a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> okay, have- so let's have a disease that causes stress always (laughs) yeah yep yep anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner the planning the shopping the prep figuring out the timing (laughs) it's a little heavy to carry huh same that's why i am so grateful for hungry root the food quality simple recipes true tastiness and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer when getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. you got to try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair 
cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I use this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash shrinkchicks. So, um... It was weird. It was Mother's Day. And I don't know, Emily, do you remember like me ever complaining about um, UTIs or like the one time when I came back from Italy, like my feet were numb? Do you remember? Any yes, of this? I, okay. I remember your feet and you were like, oh, it's because I was wearing heels on yeah! cobblestone. I can't yeah! feel my feet. It's so weird. I'm like, probably got and a I'm like, nerve on the plane. Yeah. And we're all which like, is like all... which is a good Maybe. assumption. I mean, there's cobblestones hurt. Right? It was yeah. like an interesting connection. But yeah. there was a few different things that you had kind of minimized, which is like another yeah. thing I think we should talk about, which is in terms of like, often when we start to have symptoms of something, it's really easy for us to minimize it. And then for other people in our life, including medical professionals, to 100%. minimize it. A hundred percent. And I think right? then on, you know. when uh, you went back, you you found some other shit was like, oh, this was all in this. Yeah. 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 Looking back on it, it's like, it was so obvious for years and it was just constantly, you know, dismissed. Even I think that it's not only hard Cause like as a business owner, you know, you're constantly doing everything. And at this time, you know, even making doctor's appointments, you're like, well, wait, but my business hours are the same as your business hours. So now I have to take off in order to figure this out. And I'll just push it to the side. No big deal. Yeah. Numbness in my feet. Not a big deal. Like what the heck? Um, so yeah. So, uh, mother's day, I remember I was talking to my, um, all right, all my viewers going to be ex-husband or, you know. So then so. we're also added a divorce during that. So, so pandemic, a divorce, and now a life-altering. I know, <laughs> and I think that's why I was so nervous about this episode because, like, I feel like it's one of those things that you don't want to, like, announce, but also, like, clients come in and, and you do, you get close with them. And yeah. I share my life on Instagram and there's certain things I don't share and it gets to a point where it's like, well, you kind of got to share it because now it's awkward when you're coming in asking about my husband and I'm like well, I don't know I haven't talked to him because we're not married like you know what I mean <laughs> um so that's why I was kind of nervous about the episode because I feel like you know if my clientele and and followers do listen to this so here you go um but now looking back I guess the pandemic and closing um between that and my marital issues uh was enough to in, enough stress to induce a very severe attack so um I had numbness that started in my feet on Mother's Day and by what comes after Mother's Day is it Memorial right yes yes by Memorial by Memorial <laughs> weekend they had me um you know I think it was the week of Memorial weekend uh I was getting MRIs and stuff so I go to the hospital and um it spreads up from my feet up my legs it goes into my fingers my hands and just starts crawling throughout my body that I have this numbness that it's like the way I can explain it is like you know when you like freshly shave your legs and you put jeans on how it feels kind of weird mm -hmm. like you don't have that sensation and that's yeah spread throughout my body to the point where I'm you know 
going to the hospital and they're like, oh, you're just having a panic attack. And I'm like, they give me fluid. They're like, you're not dehydrated. Let's give you fluid. I'm like, but you just said I wasn't dehydrated. Why are we giving fluid? No Xanax, no nothing, you know, nothing to potentially, you know, rule out a panic attack. Send me home. Um, Yeah, go follow up with the neurologist. So I ended up finding one um, and I feel like they could hear the panic in my voice when I called him like, listen, I'm 26 years old. I can't feel my body. This is insane. You know, COVID is now at its peak. So yeah. everyone's really weird. Oh, you need a referral. You need this. And you're like, mm. I don't know what to, else to tell you. Like, um, so finally got MRIs done, called him or he called after Memorial weekend. So we were like, oh, it's kind of good. We didn't hear back, you know? And uh, no, he was like, I said, you know, I'm starting to lose, it feels like I was wearing like a corset and I was like starting to lose function going to the bathroom and stuff like that. And he was like, you need to admit yourself immediately. So I did. Um, And they put me on steroids and I started to get some feeling back. And um, after four days in the hospital, mind you, no one's allowed to be with me. You know, you're, you're terrified to even be in a hospital and, um, so he walks in and he's like, so blunt, like no, no emotion. Like, I don't know how I could never do what you guys do. Cause I'm too emotional. I did, and, uh, same with doctors. Like, but he walks in and he's like, yeah, so, uh, you have MS. And I was like, uh, oh, excuse me. Now my family and I are all on the same page and they're like, okay, as long as it's not, you know, no tumors or cancer, like we got this, we got this. Mm-hmm. So he comes in and I was like, but no tumors or cancer. And he's like, no, but you, you have MS. And I'm like, but like, we're sure of like that. And he was like, yeah. So, um, they found lesions throughout my brain and spine. Um, for people who don't know what MS is, it's, you know, a disease that it attacks your immune system and it eats away at like the protective covering, um, of the nerves. And so it causes damage and like, like disrupts the communication between, your um brain and body so where my attack was was like my sensory nerves um so i had lesions the most active were like c2 and 3 and it it's your sensory nerves so that's why my body started to go numb and um he was like that's where the active ones are but we found old ones so it looks like you've had two prior attacks so here i am being like oh yeah that makes sense like my feet were numb a year and a half ago and so it just is kind of crazy how, yeah, you just dismiss it and you don't listen to your body until it's, I don't want to say it's too late because it's not, but I mean, I still don't, this is what diagnosis in May, I still don't have full feeling back in my hands yet. So it is coming you up on a year. With your hands I know. Yeah. And that was the scariest part. I'm like, I mean, there's only been one time it affected me at work that I had to like, it was so sad. I, I don't know, you know, if it, it was a stressful night. I didn't feel like I was stressed, but I started like losing control over my tweezers. And I finally ended up losing enough control that I dropped them. And it was like, it. I, here I am just like, you know, the girl's eyes are closed and I'm just like, tears are just streaming down into my mask. And I'm like, damn it, this is happening. And my employee was so sweet. And I just looked at her and she could see, and I 
you know, was like, hold on. And I went behind the wall and she's like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm sitting there with like ice packs in my hands, just sobbing, being like, I didn't ask for this. Like, I don't want this. Like, she's like, I'll take care of it. I'll finish her off. And I was like, just comfort and tell her I'm sorry. And I hadn't seen her in so long. And I don't know if she knew what was going on. So I like felt, I don't know, I'm apologizing. And I'm like, why am I apologizing for this? Like, I can't even control this. So Um, so yeah, it's just about now is just trying to, I feel like this is really made me step back and be like, no, you got to take care of yourself. Like, you know, these people went 104 days without you, they can, they'll be fine. So like when I need to take care of myself, that's what I'm going to put first from now on because, you know, can't really do anything else in this situation. I can't control the situation that I'm in. So, and I think the fact that you're sharing your story, I think is so important and also going to be so helpful for so many people because there's a lot of, you know, medical stuff that we don't have control over. And it's, you know, and I know you said that it just feels like very vulnerable, like talking about all of this and how have you, how did, how did you kind of process through that since then? How have you dealt with it? Well, and that was a hard part because I think like when the pandemic hit, it was like, okay, well, what, what can I do to still have some sort of income coming in? And we have, you know, the retail. So I was like, okay, well, this is just like dead stock money spent on the shelves. Like, let's do this. And, um, I feel like prior to all the medical stuff, like I was hustling so hard to try and push and and make money that way that, once all the medical stuff was over, I came home and, uh, you know, they were so quick to announce like, okay, and you guys can go back to work next week. And I'm like, wait, like, I don't, I'm like messaging people for sanitizer and like trying to figure out, like, I'm like, does anyone have alcohol? And like, you know, so, um, there's still I, no I toilet paper. There's still yeah. no paper towels. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, Oh, restart this shit. And then let's add on you now have a chronic autoimmune illness as well. So you getting sick with COVID is a whole other fucking thing, right? Terrifying. So, you know, at at this point, my hands aren't even still back to where, like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to work. I didn't know, you know, I I was just so terrified. And, but then you go into that boss mode again, where you're like, okay, but screw it. You got to get this done. We got to get this open. Um, so I feel like I didn't have time to process it. And, Mm. um, I finally felt like, you know, going back to work and everything and everything in my personal life going on. And, you know, now on top of trying to work during a global pandemic and not get sick, I'm moving, I'm dealing with, you know, lawyers and divorce stuff. And, um, so, so I didn't have time to process. And I just recently, um, I finally was like, okay, you're spiraling, you need to take a step back and you need to take care of yourself. So uh, January, I ended up, it was the longest time. It was like three and a half weeks I took off of work and I just went back to work this past Friday. Um, Highly recommend. I like, (laughs) I forgot, I forgot what it's like, you know, and I was like, I know I'm taking a chance traveling, but I need to get the fuck out of here. I can't do it. Like, I felt like I couldn't breathe and it was so amazing and I was like, oh yeah, that's why we would take a vacation every six months. Like I thought we were just doing it to have fun, but I'm like, oh no, I need this. Um, so yeah, I, I went to Turks and Caicos and just soaked up the sun, read books and, and just didn't worry about anything. And I, I, I came back and I'm like talking to my dad. I'm like, yeah, I'm so Zen now. I'm just like, I can't even let things 
bother me that I can't control and this and that. And he's like, he's like, well, when do you go back to work? And I'm like, tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, call me after work. We'll see how long this lasts. I'm like, okay. Um, so no, I do. You do. I just, I feel like I was so, I'm so high strung all the time. And I'm really trying to t- take a step back and be like, can you control this? Um, you know, do you need to be worrying about this? what what are you gonna what are you actually able to do to fix something or you know what I mean and it's just it feels like empowering I'm like yes. loving it I'm like you know unless there's a super big issue I just I'm just letting everyone kind of do their thing and I think it helps my employees too because it's like they got to a point where they like sat me down and were like you need to go away <laughs> like you need to go away and you need to figure your shit out because like you being this on edge all the time isn't good for any of us especially not Mm. you and your health and like you got to take time and we'll hold it down and it was like it was like a little intervention and I was like don't tempt me with a good time so I (laughs) I was like all right guys I'm out see ya so wow so let's but there's this like this whole other part right of having a chronic illness of that like you don't look like you're sick yeah right and so we go into this thing of how many of millions of people have a chronic illness, have a pre-existing condition, and are have a disability that we do not see? 100%. And that people often minimize that or blow past it, right? And, like, don't understand. Like, what do you mean? You look fine. You don't look sick. Like, what is that part like for you? Well, and I think that that is super hard because it's like, yeah, um, you know, before we returned to work, I did send out an email, you know, just kind of letting everyone know that, you know, I might not be as fast as I used to be, or I might not be, you know, my, my detail might not be as good. And I think that for my clientele who really does follow everything, you know, they're very understanding about it, but it's like, here I am having new clients or like that client that, you know, I, it unfortunately messed with my ability to like do her eyebrows um, you know, I feel like apologetic and it's like, why am I apologizing? But I kind of, you almost have to just let them know, you know, this is what's going on. And I feel like that's one thing that people don't do is just like talk about things. And it's like, how are you, how are you going to expect someone to understand why you might not be this or that if you're not going to, if you can't just say what's going on. And for me, it's like, I don't sugarcoat anything. So I feel like it is easier for me to talk about it, but I cannot imagine someone who's more closed off to not be able to be like, oh, I apologize because, you know, this is affecting me, but still, why, why am I even feeling the need to apologize? So it, it is hard. Um, well, and I, I just like thought about this other part of like, right. You're also like with people all the time. Like it's still fucking COVID you're still at risk. So then you have people like come in and like, aren't wearing a mask or like pulling some other fucking shit. They are like, Oh my gosh. Like not only do I have to deal with this as a business owner, but like I have this very real thing that's happening. Yeah. And sometimes part of being a boss and owning something, especially with a brick and mortar location where people like walk in and out, yeah. people foresee you as like less than human or some shit. Oh yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I say I had to recently I've gotten to a point where it's like if I want to do this forever I I fucking love my job I love it and I am so blessed to have fallen into something that I didn't even know I was good at and um I want to do it for as long as I'm able to and I feel like I've gotten to a point where it's like I've taken so much shit for the last four years that like I mean I remember my first year 
being alone. It was the holiday season. I had this grown ass woman stomping up and down the street. Don't go to the brow bar because she was late to her appointment. And I couldn't see her. And I was like, <laughs> I can take you. I can take you at this time. Well, no, you know, Sarah has ballet. And I'm like, well, then you maybe you shouldn't have been late. Like, but <laughs> at this time, I don't have the nerve to say that. I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to keep going, you know? And, um, but recently there was some, someone who was just, yeah, being nasty to me. And I was just like, listen, I don't think we're a good fit. I don't think you're ever happy. I don't know if it's just me, but like, I can't do this. Like, just cause I have a sign over my door does not mean that. And I think it's a very generic name. So people don't understand that it's just a, you know, I feel like I'm like stuck at 23 because that's when I opened. Um, but, uh, you know, just 27 year old girl just doing eyebrows, you know, and so for me, it's it's hard. But I feel like I finally have been able to take a stand and be like, I'm not going to let you, you know, I don't know what the word like. No, I, I don't on need, me. Yeah. Well, Fucking yeah. Walk all over me, you fucks. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. Like, as if I'm just like a servant to you. It's like, no, do you appreciate what you're getting done? Do you appreciate you know what I mean? And, and so finally, I feel like I've been able to take a stand and be like, yeah, I don't need you as a client. I would rather have someone who appreciates me. And right. because there's a sign over my door, like I can also say that to you. And I, right. I, I just, I don't need the negativity and I don't, I want it to be fun. And uh, you know, I just, you got to take a stand and just be like, yep, not taking a shit today, Betty. Well, right. There's this like a part of like also like the self advocacy and the boundaries you learn when you live with a chronic illness, right? <clears throat> because no one you have to like show up with your shit prepared. Like when you go to doctor's appointments, especially right now during COVID, no one's coming with you. So they go right. home and give you directions of shit you have to do at home. Like these are skills that we sometimes don't get in life until you go through something like what you're doing. thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. 
Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. Like setting, you know, setting boundaries too is the thing that you do have control over, right? Like you can set boundaries with your customers. You can set boundaries for yourself. Like, okay, I need to stop working at this time and I need to take care of myself. And as a business owner, like it's hard to set boundaries for yourself. (laughs) They are not in place for you. And so you have to consciously set them for yourself. If if you're working for someone else, they tell you when to work, you go home, hopefully you can leave it at, you leave it at work. Yep. But when you own a business, you consciously have to set boundaries for yourself. And it sounds like this, it sounds like you've really been on this journey of, okay, where do I have to set these boundaries for myself so that I can take care of me? Yep. First of all, Jen, like your voice is yeah. like so calming. You should be like- <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like over here, like you so much. Shouldn't she read? I know. Well, okay. like, and like me, I have like the worst vocal fry too. Jen <laughs> should like read children's books, like live. I know that is like, so nice. Thank you. When sleep. when I when we were in grad school, I would never participate just because that's how I am. But when I would, my therapist voice would just come <laughs> on because also I was just so quiet. Yes, <laughs> it is. Oh, it's so funny. That. Well, even listening to the, even listening to your, to your episodes, it's like so funny because when you do chime in, you're like, okay, keep talking. (laughs) That's why I said earlier, I was like, can I drop the F-bomb? And she's like, do you listen? And I'm like, yes, you, you do drop the F-bomb. Yes, I am aware. Yep. Got it. And over there just doing Uh, yoga or something. (laughs) Don't you just want her to like scratch your head and rub your back and like sing to you? Guys, guys, that's my next, next business venture. It'll be that. And the robot hands. Okay. The okay. robot arms. I think one of those might be more that. lucrative than the other. <laughs> the scratching the head Just, and yeah, the voice. That, right? that yeah. one. Of course. I could integrate <laughs> them. Oh, yeah. there we go. I can do the brows while you're. Yep. And okay. I can make. Okay, sorry. Wait, alternative idea. No, no, no. I like it. This is a better topic anyway. (laughs) Alternative idea. We do an OnlyFans that's actually just Jen with her soothing voice. Oof, I love that. I feel like that could get weird though real quick. No, no, no. We won't even even have a visual. It'll just be be an OnlyFans for you talking. People can just request what they want you to say. Okay, you know what I... Wipe my nose. You know what I... (laughs) 
oh god you know what i can't stand it'll be a fetish, it'll be a fetish it'll tell, that's why i was like yeah, I, I don't know if fine. i'll be able to handle that but um you know what i can't stand is asmr people love it i don't wait tara like you would can't. love it I can't I stand it, but I don't know why. It just like it makes like I, I cringe. Get when it. I hear yeah, and do you like friend, it? No, no. Oh, I, I don't I like, it. No, it just it's so weird to me. And I, but that's the thing. It's like people are into all different yep. things, totally. and I feel like like I'm gonna be getting date. You know, back on the dating scene um, after I just like get my shit together. You know. Um, <laughs> I do eventually, you know, hope to be back out there. And I'm like, I can't even, yeah, I, I feel like I, the fetishes and all of totally. that. And it's like, I'm so open-minded, but like, give me like time to like, get to know you before you like, just like plot twist, dump all your fetishes on Good. me. And I'm like, Totally. Oh, okay, here we go. And you know what? Like, people can have a fetish about anything. Anything, right? You're not gonna like yuck someone's yum, but you're like, I might need like I'm a little slow to warm, right? Like get yeah. me in the right mood and maybe I'll be in time. Trying that. Yeah. But okay. actually, Tara, that brings up a really interesting thing. So how do you feel about dating when it comes to having MS? Like how, what what are your feelings or that? I mean, you're a pretty open person in general. Yeah. Um but there's it's, parts of MS that aren't very sexy. Um, like cathetering myself, maybe? We, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it's crazy because I feel like um, the more, as far as uh, rewind boundaries, I have realized that they are the core of any relationship, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, a significant other or a friend. And And I feel like that's even in my business has been, very hard because it's like I do get so close with my girls like we are best friends but then there's a boundary where it's like you know but when we walk in these doors I'm the boss but I love you to the end of the end of my days you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so um but as far as getting back on the dating scene and and having it um wait were we talking about the Catherine yeah okay so wait we'll tell you I think okay. people don't actually even know what MS is, right? Yeah. And they don't know that there's certain parts like you, like let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um that I think is also why it's so hard to diagnose and it's been so great to be able to be vocal and talk to my clients and to my followers about it because I think you have to think your spinal cord, I mean it controls everything. Your brain, it controls everything. So, being that there there's three places that ms will attack and it's your ocular nerves so your eyes which uh when i was 22 i lost my vision while driving for about uh, it was a few days and they when i got picked up on the side of the highway he was like did you forget to put your contacts and i'm like sir i'm wearing my fucking glasses like take me to the hospital i can't see bro like my car's on the side of the highway you think i'm just doing this for fun um so it'll attack your ocular nerve your brain or your spinal cord so you have to think those things control everything so everyone's symptoms are so different there's only one client that I have and and it's been so cool and also really scary that all of these people have come out of the woodworks and been like I have it too and it's like holy shit I've been doing your brows and I had no idea or whatever the case may be and I've also now had clients that are like, oh, my arm went numb. And hearing your story, I actually, you know, went to the doctor and got an MRI. And it's like, I hope to help people because I think we do dismiss these things just because life gets busy or you don't feel like dealing with it. And our healthcare system fucking sucks. And like, you know what I mean? So 
Yeah, a global pandemic, and then I'm just getting like <laughs> MRIs and infusions, and cat right. I have to pay for my catheters. Like, let's just. And it's all and honestly, <laughs> in America, it's so cheap, right? It's so oh cost my. effective, oh, right? Yeah. There's reasonable so rates. I know. I'm like. <laughs> Especially and when then you're a business owner and you buy your own you. fucking insurance. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. The one prick of marriage, but yeah. Oh, yes. And then nope. get divorced and there goes half your insurance, right? Yep. It gets a whole fucking clusterfuck. Everything thing. affects everything. Yeah. So um, I was constantly having UTIs and they got like more severe, like almost monthly um, leading up to my MS. And here I went to they kept saying to go to a urologist and I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like drink more water? Like, come on, what could really be going on? And finally, um, recently went to the urologist and, uh, it is so terrifying. You walk in this room and like, it looks like almost like a wheelchair lifted, but kind of like a toilet, but like almost OBGYN style, like, like, like it was so insane. And they, um, catheter your, bladder your so through your urethra and then they go vaginally as well and then they're like okay and you can pee and you're like no I like can't pee if someone's in the stall next to me like how do you expect me to go right now like what the hell yeah so they like fill you up so I finally start peeing and I'm like seeing the screen of this red lines like going insane and I'm like fuck yeah I'm peeing I'm peeing (laughs) you know what I mean like finally and um so we're all finished and she's like I'm like yeah I'm done and she was like uh like done done like you have, you can't go anymore and I'm like no so apparently your bladder can hold like up to I think it's like it should be around like it can be 900 to a thousand um whatever the cc's cc's there we go are you a urologist too I have a lot of uh medical professionals in my family there you go. So CC's, um, they always, they're like, whenever they have to like pee in the car, they're like, Oh, I filled up like a whole bottle of like, I don't know how many CC's, but they always use CC's. I don't know what they're talking about. Okay. That was my chime in. Okay. Bye-bye. No, thank you though. Thank you. Um, so they just like they're up. pissing in a bottle and not on the side of the road. No, like, I don't know where they're going or what's happening. They like, no, by the stream, the, the pressure, they're like, ah, this, that was about so many CC's. Right, right. Um, no. So um, I was up to a thousand and when I peed, I still had like 320 or something left in me. And they're like, that's not, that's like what you should be peeing or like what your bladder should be getting to. So, you know, she shows me this and she's like, so this red line, um, when you pee, it should be flat. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was a good thing. You were like, yeah, it's <laughs> going skyrocketing. And I'm like, what are you? Okay. Okay. So she sits down and I'm like, oh shit. Like, what is she? What is this? You know, when they're sitting me? down, it ain't <laughs> good. Getting ready. It ain't good. Um, so she sits down and she's like, so I'm going to teach you how to catheter yourself. Um, it's dangerous how much fluid you're leaving in your bladder. Um, your bladder, basically what's happening is when you go to pee, your bladder is what's communicating to you that, okay, I'm full. I have to pee. But when your stream starts, your urethra takes over and your bladder comes down, but your bladder just keeps fucking firing, which Mm -hmm. is why you can't be, I mean, I've sat on the toilet for 45 minutes sometimes. Like it's so bad. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, after sex, when you're like, I have to pee, but you can't, and you just sit there and you're like, but I got to, it's going to happen. That's what it was like for me every single time I had to pee. It was like, I have to go so bad, but I can't. So, um, they have me cathetering three times a day. Um, it was so funny. I, I'm talking to my best friend about it and she's like, 
uh, the first night I get home to do it. And I like call her and I'm like, I'm really bad with medical stuff. Like I like I'm getting better because I'm getting poked and pricked all the time. But like I get in my head. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm lightheaded. Like now I'm living alone. So if you hear a thump, like you have to call someone. I've passed out. I don't know if I can do this. So she's like, come on, Tara. Like you, you wear tampons all the time. Just stick it in. I'm like, wait, no, um, it's a different hole. <laughs> she's like, what do you know? I'm like, no, like your vagina is where you have sex and where your period comes from. And then you have like a pee hole. <laughs> like I'm like, Come on. You you she's were like, like teaching her like yeah, anatomy like, at that and point. Then, and then I'm not kidding. I'm like, we're like Googling pictures and stuff. And I'm like showing her where I have to. And the picture was like not accurate to like placement, I don't think. <laughs> so then we're all sorts of confused. So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to do it. And I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe this. So it's not going in. And I'm like hitting my phone and I'm like, what the fuck? Here I'm like trying to shove this thing in my clit. <laughs> like I'm like... <laughs> I don't know why it's not going oh in. <laughs> oh my God. I literally, I was like, I'm done. And she was like, honestly, just put it down, rest, get a fresh set of eyes. You can do it tomorrow. It'll be fine. Give yourself a break. Yeah. So I did. And um, yeah, it really is now just like as easy as putting in a tampon. Anyone needs catheter. I got you. I am a nurse now. <laughs> we're thriving. Like we're sitting here laughing about this, right? But it's like, but, but it's, it's this, like, you but have to laugh. You have to laugh. You have to find some way to handle it. Like when you yeah. have a chronic illness, but there's this other part of like, holy fuck. I think especially for women, we're taught so little about our bodies. We, yeah. there is like, even like just so many of us, I can't, I have never spoken to someone who's never had a negative interaction with a doctor or nurse. Like all of us have so much trauma from medical shit that you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm sitting here trying to take care of myself in this way. Like I don't even know what holes. Yes. (laughs) I do. They need to. Emily Douglas. Oh my God. She's like, yep, definitely don't have that. And I'm like, bitch, yes, you do. (laughs) She's like, well, how come my tampon always gets wet when I pee? And I'm like, because it's right next to that (laughs) hole. What do you mean? Oh my god. I love her. I love I her. Know. So but right, but like this is all the stuff, right? So then you sit here and like, oh, like, and I will so I'm single. Like this is also um you when this episode comes out, the the last week's episode okay. is right for people who are listening, it was about is about long-term singleton, right? So if you listen to last week's episode with Mary Chan about singleton, it's one of the things is like there's certain stuff where it'd be nice to have a partner. 100%. It would be nice to have someone else there to go through something like this that's so scary I mean talk about the level of resiliency you have to have to have this experience right and, and then okay and then I'll date and what's that like to yeah, have yeah what are we gonna be like we like have sex and I'm like hold on be right back I gotta go catheter myself says like what yeah. <laughs> uh, um maybe you might <laughs> Right. But, and right, but you know, but also and I think- the more people we have that are like, oh, <laughs> but like the more people we have that are that honest and yeah. that authentic, then this isn't this weird, scary talked about well, it that, in the yeah. hushed way. We want people talking about things more so men can get the fuck over it, whether it's a period or catheter or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Or like, if you have like IBS or yes, Crohn's anything, or, anything else right? that can like, affect our lives. It's absolutely 100% and I feel like that's that that is but at that point I look at that it's like if you are weird about it and can't do it and can't talk about it or can't be there for me 
emotionally, which is unfortunately, I felt like, you know, I was, I was hoping, so two days prior to my diagnosis, I filed for a divorce. So now after getting out of the hospital, I, I was kind of under the impression that it was going to be like, no, fuck this. We're staying together. I'm going to take care of you. My trigger word now is wheelchair. So just mm-hmm. to let you know, it's like at any fucking time they're like, oh, you might end up in a wheelchair. And you're like, can you stop? Like, why do you have to, you know, yeah. the medicine has been it has evolved so much from people yeah. that are in their 50s and 60s with MS right now. Like, I can't even look that up. because. Well, but terrifying. also, like, like what an ableistic thing for that to be the threat, too, right? Yeah. Like, that's, like, ableism for them to be like, well, you could, right? Okay, yeah. well, if I do, we're going to cross that road, and I'm going to find out how to make it the most badass wheelchair ever, Stop. right? But there's it better also- be gold. Yes, right? <laughs> like, but it also goes to, like, how much ableism there is in our medical yeah. field as well. When he came in to tell me that I had MS and I was like, okay, can you like explain? And he was like, well, it's like, think of a phone charger, um, the white part of the phone charger, you start breaking that off and it exposes your nerves. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So like, what's the future looking like? Like what happens from here? Where do you go? And he was like, well, like imagine that your spinal cord is a dartboard and then the dart is your tack close your eyes and throw it and hope to god it doesn't land on something that causes paralysis no that is how he fucking explained it to me and i was just like you don't want to softball that at all nothing you're like you're like your bedside manner is fabulous thank yeah. you wow like, really, and also do- also you you know like having to go to the doctor just by yourself in general because yeah. of COVID, and then just like having a stranger who's telling you this in this like very specific way. I think there should be more training on or like a bedside man. Yeah, like or like <laughs> brief a woman. Yes, who has you know brief a woman with maybe your vocal like you know the mine. Yes, call. yeah. I'll just stand. I could stand behind someone. Yes, yes. and you just like say it, and I'll like, say it, and they could just move their mouth. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But it is, but it's also like, it's like, oh, that's the worst that's going to happen, right? Well, it also might be you hit a point where a wheelchair would be a lovely gift. You don't have to stand anymore, right? If it was <laughs> better for your quality of life, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, what yeah. we're sitting here is talking is like, how do you have a quality of fucking life? And uh, for a long time, it was basically like, oh, you're not healthy. You don't have one. Well, that's not yeah. bullshit. People live every fucking day yeah. with lots of difficulties. So how do you fucking thrive in dating, in business owning, in fucking everything else? like the badass bitch that you are yeah. and so, that's the discovery that we're at yeah so just trying to stay calm and you know never get stressed out again I know <laughs> you like come and I'm like just like high all the time I'm like I don't care about anything sis. <laughs> take those earrings girl also, also the pressure I mean because I I hear this a lot too from I talk to a lot of clients about this like when there's when you have a chronic illness and stress is something that affects it the pressure to not feel stressed it's stressful. It's the stress. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like something stressful. like for when you're going through fertility stuff, they're like, well, don't, don't get stressed out. It's not going to help your fertility. You're like, okay. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. And now every yeah. time I feel stress, I'm going to get stressed about the fact that I'm stressed and it's going to be a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, add everything else that was going on and right. is still going on in the world. And you're like, I can't even turn on the TV anymore. Like, I'm just like, ignorance honestly is bliss in this sense. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. just 
that that's a boundary. Yeah. Sometimes you know, too much that's information a boundary for you. Is too much information, right? Like, yeah. like, do we need to know everything? But I mean, Tara, we could talk to you forever. I hate that we have to forever. end the episode, but I'm wondering if we could end with, it seems like one of the things that I got really from your story is the importance of believing yourself that your body knew there was something wrong, even if doctors weren't listening to it, even if other people were minimizing it. And I'm wondering what advice would you have? What would you want to leave some listeners with? Um, listen to your body, be in tune with your body. You are your own advocate a hundred percent. And if they're not listening, go to someone else and you, you are, that's at the end of the day, it's like no one, knows your body more than you do and you have to listen to it and you know there's definitely a fine line between listening to it and being a total hypochondriac but you know you do you have to just stay in tune and and stay in touch and be adamant about getting help and 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 you know seeking it and doing it yourself I love that yeah thank you so much if you want to get your brows done by the best in the game and every person who works there is fucking fabulous and nails and whatever else you guys are doing right now no facials but you know it's fine i've been having still coming you're like it's fine i'm fine still not okay with it it's fine um uh, the brow bar in westchester brows by tara we're gonna link all of your stuff on our social media thank you for coming in thank you so much tara it's such a big deal to talk about something like this thank you for lending some of your day to us to be open and be vulnerable and tell your story I love you guys. Thank you. We love you, Tara. We love you. Thank you And then so hopefully much. we can do a podcast one day when I can actually see you in person and we can like, you know, cheers some drinks and stuff. Oh, yes. Can't wait we for would that. love it. Right. We well, would love it. We'll get there. You guys stay helping everyone. I think what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. So um, keep talking and stay fabulous. Thank you so much. I love you guys. If this this episode (laughs) related to you or someone you might know, make sure to send it over. You can always rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll see you next week on Trink Chicks.